This is Derek Dorsett from Kinnersu, Saskatchewan, home of the Saskatchewan Banner Barn on the Monday Nooner. Hey, this is James Duffy, two-time All-American soccer player at Clemson, and you're listening to the Monday Nooner Podcast. This is former Central Butte Flyer and Saskatoon Blade, Clark Wilm. You're listening to the Monday Nooner. Come see me for all your green iron. This is former Notre Dame Hound and Regina Pat Barry Trotz, and you're listening to the Monday Nooner. Riley Armstrong, P92, Mooseman, Free Skate, runner-up. And you're listening to the Monday Nooner. Hello and a big welcome to all the degenerates and pigeons tuned in. Welcome to twirl number 96 of the Monday Nooner podcast. Of course, the pod is always brought to you by our title sponsor, Mainline GM and Mainline Chrysler and Rosetown. Both of those dealerships, the king of trucks, both worth the drive every time guaranteed. Both dealerships have inventory and I know the Chrysler dealership just got a bunch of new inventory. So Dodge, Jeep, Ram. If you're in the market for that vehicle, head on down to Rosetown. Worth the drive every time, guaranteed. Maybe uh, head down to watch some stick and puck, whether it's uh, senior variety or provincial hockey coming up. Uh, nice little town, uh, Rosetown, Saskatchewan. So introduce the guys this week. Got to fill in here on the show, but uh, first up, Shink, how's it going this week? It's good. It's good. Yeah. We don't uh, we don't know what's going on with Belts. He's, uh, we don't He's with know us last hurt. night. For this first for live show, yeah. and then uh, just you know, we don't know if it's a personal issue or if he is uh, under the weather, maybe an ailment of some sort. But he's keeping it; he's keeping everything close to his uh, Dalai yes. Lamas. <laughs> <laughs> so Paco is joining. He's in rehab. Is he, <laughs> is he maybe in rehab for a week? Maybe he's maybe. sorting some things out. So Chris Paco is joining us. Uh, he's uh, Chris Pollock. Paco, he's been on the show before. He's going to be our third. So now if you're filling Belter's shoes, you have to say, like, what was the rigshaw one, Brennan? Uh, running rigshaw instead of roughshod, I think is the actual term. <laughs> roughshot. Oh, I don't even I'll know. But I know it's not shot. rickshaw. And then well, you're not then, pushing carts. Carts are on a golf course. Is that what he's thinking? Or what? And then the uh the all-time was the uh instead of the Tony Lama two-step, the Dalai Lama. So you're hey, you got big, you got big uh shoes to fill there. So I'm gonna let you think of a of another booty. Yeah, no, but it's it's good. You know what we always do? Brandon and I'm gonna throw a curveball here. We always mention these guys at the end of the show. Maybe we should mention them off the hop because I don't think we have very many toques left. Those Monday nooner toques, those were a, a, a hot uh, item around the province post holidays, during the holidays. GB Construction and Al Batters. We got to give that guy a big, huge shout out. He's they got the rink buzzing out there in Kipling, but all of the Monday nooner gear that you see that is uh, courtesy of Al Batters and his crew at GB Construction. So if you know them or know anyone there, say thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, it's all top of the line stuff. So, thanks to Al sure. and everyone at GB. 
Yeah, absolutely. We're going to keep it high and tight this week. As we like to say, we've got a great interview coming up. Uh, should say I'm the only one with an actual microphone here. If these guys sound a little bit off. I, Paco sounds good. Barney sounds a little more tin canny, but uh, just, oh, you do have a mic there, Paco. I didn't even see that thing. You're hiding it down at your uh, chest or vest or whatever. But uh, Barry's picked one up downtown. <laughs> Barry's going off his computer mic, so he's a little uh, suspect at times. So, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I apologize. I, I apologize. I apologize. Let's get at her here. In the last show recap, um, we had uh, who's the last show recap for? Is that the global agris solution? Global, global. I we I saw Babs doing an interview at Crop Production Show in Saskatoon, telling the fine folks of uh, Northern Saskatchewan on CJWW. He was uh, talking global agris solutions because it's uh, insurance that's uh, like no other. Yeah, crop insurance like no other. Um, yeah, they got a lot of options for you. He can kind of sit down. I think he's like the Northern Saskatchewan manager, but of course they got reps all around uh, the prairies that can help you out. And if you are on your way to Saskatoon right now, maybe to go to the crop show, go see old Babs. And he's Jason, up there. Jason Lee. What is it? He does the he's drive the, ride, ride home. Yeah, show. the ride home shotgun show. Or he's, <laughs> uh, he's also the Chuck Canadian Professional Chuck Wagon Association uh, track announcer. Yeah, he's got a good good set of pipes, old Jason Lee. There we go, there we go. So Global Agri Solutions, thank you very much. The last show we had Darren Kimball from Lucky Lake, Saskatchewan. God, he had a, he, had, he dropped oh. some names. Did he drop names? Yeah, no, he was. Uh, you tell he enjoyed it too. Like, just enjoyed talking about home in Saskatchewan, and it's he's been away for a long time, but you could tell it kind of rekindled some sort of. Uh, Memories for him, right? So it was a lot of fun. A lot of uh, a lot of Kimballs reaching out on on Twitter to us, cousins or sisters or something. So I know the people out there enjoyed it. And people from Conquest. Yeah. Well, Sask weapons like like talking about about home. It brings up a lot of stories. He probably could go on for three or four hours. Eh? Right. Yeah, got he was great. Going, got him going on the old Dutch chips at the end. Oh, he could just he was. Uh, <laughs> He was, he was right in. Yeah. So that's the, uh, he, he was fantastic. Obviously we had a lot of senior talk and so that was uh, everything for global agris solutions. Like you said, we're keeping it tight this week, this week and the come up. You betcha come up general well servicing Mike Fowler. I'm sure he was all fired up when that draw came out. He's from out in Carnduff. He's a big red devils. Uh, what do they call them in, in NCAA the financial backers? The uh, what's the term? Boosters. 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 He's a booster of the Red Devils out there. So, uh, <laughs> got a nice, yeah. I want to see his frat house. He hasn't invited us. That'd be, that'd be fun. See what's uh, going on down there. But yeah, coming up. General well, yeah. Coming up on this show, we're going to go through the senior hockey brackets and uh, see what everyone thinks here about D, C, B, and A provincials. If you didn't watch the show a couple days ago, it was uh, fantastic. Or I guess yesterday. Last night, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Player of the week coming up. We're going to give away the tarp for Last Mountain Distillery and the Richie Brothers Auctioneer Player of the Week. And then the interview, Colby Armstrong, beauty. We have his brother on. Didn't play a lot in the show. Two games. 
Yeah. A minor leaguer, but fucking, they're just, they're both the same guy. Just loves talking, great stories, good guy. You're going to get a sense of that. And right now, he's the assistant coach in the <laughs> AHL with the Lehigh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Lehigh he's, Valley. Uh, sorry to cut you off. He's, he hasn't been coaching that long, but he is freaking climbing the ranks fast. So uh, he's one guy, I'm, I'm sure a few years down the road, he'll have some, uh, Big high-profile job, and we'll be talking about the time he's on the Nooner with us. So Riley, Riley Armstrong, or Riley Munn, you'll get that joke. Munzy, uh, yes, yes. When you get when we get into the year, he's got a figure skating guy. Yeah, yeah, the figure skating stuff is unbelievable. How he quit hockey and he quit at an older age to go back to figure skating. It's just wild. So that's the come up. Um, like Boz said, for General Well Servicing, they're hiring in the oil field. Southeast, the oil field is uh, booming, buzzing, as we like to say. So if you're looking for work, check them out. Great local company out of Carnduff. And another switch up this week. We're going to go into Take a Seat, Son, for the Rusty Shovel. And I know that uh, Sean Steffen's been posting pictures out on the – he's probably on the rink as we speak right now because it's so nice outside. He's been waiting to use that thing. Rusty Shovel, your landscaper in Regina and area – time to book stuff for the spring right now why wouldn't a guy give the rusty shovel a call take a seat son you guys you guys go first well and i don't know if this is just an easy one but i i looked in the mirror and this is me i have to pick myself because i don't know if anyone else has done this but do you ever have road pops in your vehicle now i don't i drink nabs it's not alcohol beers but so i had a couple in my middle console of my truck and it went to minus 30, whatever it is at night, both of them exploded and blew the lid off of the middle console. And it is if you blew up a Slurpee in my truck. Um, so I spent this afternoon when my, uh, my son was in an appointment, I sat in the parking lot, cleaned the cab of my truck. There you oh, go. What, like, and that's about the seventh time I've done that. So I can't say I didn't know when I haven't learned, but uh, at least the nabs are low sugar. So it doesn't make it. They yeah. freeze easier because there's no alcohol in them. Is that a thing? No idea. No alcohol no idea, in them. But, it's science. Well, but it's, it's minus 40 or 45 at, at night um, the last yeah. couple of weeks. So I don't think it's going to make it. No, it wouldn't have made a difference. Down. Okay. So Paco's taking a seat to himself. Take I'm going to give myself a hearty seat as well. I went to play hockey last night, 10 p.m. at the uh, cooperators, and I really did not want to go, but I decided to go, and I was kind of regretting it. Anyway, I got to the rink, got fully dressed last minute. I got there like four minutes before the game. Get everything on, go to grab my helmet, don't have a helmet. So I'm like, fuck. Like I drove all the way across the city. So guy that's usually at the rink, it seems like Dallas folk. I just send him a random DM. I'm like, any chance you're at the cooperators and you have a helmet? And he said, no. And now he just won't stop bringing that up. But then I got home. I was like, not only did I forget my helmet, I forgot my gloves. (laughs) And I didn't have one of my elbow pads. Like what a pigeon drive all the way across the city. 10 PM. Wow. I did that a lot as a kid. I thought I outgrew that for getting some gear to go to the games, but yeah, take a seat myself. All right. I got two quick ones here. It was minus a thousand here. So both of mine are attributed or they're in line with the weather that we had in Saskatchewan. 
up until a couple of days ago, it was minus 45, minus 50 was gross. I'm driving home one night and I see these guys with backpacks on and lights on their heads and they're like jogging. They're training for, I, I don't know if they're going to Everest, like Mount Everest. What, what Everest? were they doing? Rest? Ever, sorry. Yeah. What? Everest. Everest? Oh, Everest place? The, the steel mill? <laughs> it, it's called Ipsco. <laughs> Mount Everest. Is that on Last Mountain Lake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So these guys are like out there jogging and it is like the vehicle isn't even running. It's so cold. I'm just like, take a seat. Then the second take a seat to people that are just the, the, the Zamboni guy. This has nothing to do with cold. Zamboni guys that got to yell at the kids when they're like shoveling off the snow, the, the Zamboni's off the ice and he's, and then the kids jump on and he's just got to be a hardo. And he's like, get off. I'm not, the doors aren't closed yet. It's like, take a seat, man. The kids just want to get on the ice. So those are my two. That's Rest a good shot. one. That's like a golden that rule. Do not go on the ice until the doors are closed. So stupid. Rusty shovel. Nick. Yeah. Landscape yeah. season. It's always landscape season, but uh, got projects for the spring. Why not get on top of them now? Talk to Stefan and his team. They'll get your quotes done now and have everything ready to go for uh, spring. So check them out. Stefan's uh, uh, that outdoor rink is, is big. eh? it's not just a small backyard uh, one. It's uh, fantastic. But I, It looks like if you, if you have a net and you take a shot and you miss the net, your puck is going to end up on like the second <laughs> hole of deer Valley and you'll find it this summer. In the spring, yeah, you're getting a few months. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to shoutouts after. Let's get into the interview here. And for Kent Bittner and MortgageForMyCoach.com, you need a mortgage. Spring's coming up. Uh, former senior hockey legend Kent Bittner and his team at MortgageForMyCoach.com can hook you up. So like Brandon said, we talked about earlier, this guy only played two games in the NHL. He's the brother of Colby Armstrong. Of course, we all know him. He was a second guest ever on the Monday Nooner. They're both just Sasky gentlemen through and through. Former Zone G Red Wing from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, now coaching in the AHL. Here is Riley Armstrong. Okay, let's go here. Uh, Riley Armstrong, uh, we teed him up. He's joining us from uh, Utica, New York right now. And uh, so, yeah, Riley, you're, you're kind of you're coaching the the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Thanks for coming on the uh, the Monday Nooner Pod. How are things going with you in your life right now? Uh, things are going pretty good. Uh, quite the change from when I was ripping around Toontown uh, back in our younger days with the Zone G Red Wing boys. But um, you know, uh, I try I try and get back home as much as I can. Obviously, the last couple of years have been hard, but uh, have a family. Uh, two kids and you know just been uh, slowly climbing up the ranks as a coach uh, as I did as a player and stuff so it's uh, it's cool chasing this side of the dream. So assistant coach uh, AHL team uh, how hard has it been uh, because b- before this you were you know you're up in Maine in the East Coast Hockey League how hard has it been the last year and a half with COVID and, and the uncertainty and everything and how crazy and wild has it been? Yeah, um, you know, I don't know how many people get tested, but every day we walk into the rink here, we're usually getting a, we, we call it a brain swab, 
uh, we're getting a swab. So uh, <clears throat> I don't even think they could get one up Colby's nose, but <laughs> mine, uh, mine, they get in there pretty good. So uh, no, it's, it's kind of an ever changing uh, landscape with us. Uh, we were on a bus the other day going to Hershey and while we're on the bus, they canceled the game. So we just turned around. So uh, you kind of just have to go to the rink, uh, look at what's in front of you and, you know, t- take that on that day. Uh, Cause you never know if, your team gets COVID or you run into like a 10 day gap where you just aren't playing. So uh, you kind of just have to kind of go with the flow right now. You know, I just show up and do, do my job and do what I have to do and at home. So these uh, NHL going back to the taxi squads, that probably affects you guys uh, head on. Hey, with a lot of your guys probably heading that way now. Yeah. Yeah. There's been uh, a couple of guys going up, you know, we've had some good players, uh, Jerry May- Mayhew, uh, Morgan Frost, a first rounder, and Max Willman uh, going up, and they're a big part of our our team here. Um, you know, but it, I think it also allows some players, you know, that are in the East Coast League right now, uh, wanting that opportunity to play in the American Hockey League, and now they're getting their chance, or maybe some other guys that are waiting for their chance to get more ice time, power play time. Who doesn't love being on the peeper, hey, Shanker? <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it it always helps out uh, when when those kind of uh, spots open up and you know you, you never know all of a sudden uh you score a couple of goals and you get a little confidence and then more ice time grows and you get more opportunity and you get to play hockey a little bit longer you're 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 giving us a lot of like real good generic answers I, let's get into like some fun stuff here so let's go the last the, the previous five years you're in the east coast hockey league and uh, I was talking to a guy the other day in a rec game, and they were talking like East Coast League, how, you know, guys are like calling buddies that are playing senior and being like, hey, we need some bodies. Like, do you want to come down for a couple of weeks and play? Any crazy stories about that while you were coaching in the last few years? <laughs> oh, I spent two years in uh, wheeling as an assistant, and then I, I went to Maine as the head guy there. And um, we we went into a stretch <laughs> – we went into a stretch. We're going up to play the Growlers out on the Rock, and they're like stacked. They got all these guys coming down from the Marlies. Like, just they're they're an American League team playing in the coast, and uh, the Rangers call up uh, our our stud goaltender as we're getting on the flight to the Rock. So I'm like, oh boy, we're in one. So we have uh, we have this old guy on our team, Hanu Toivonen, uh, the uh, first rounder to like the Bruins back in the day. So I, I look at Hanu, I'm like, all right, buddy, like. You're, you're the guy. Like, he just got off his couch. He hasn't been playing hockey in, like, a year and a half, right? So I was like, all right, man, I know you got one morning skating, but you're, you're, you're our guy. So we get to the Rock all morning. I'm calling around looking for an e-bug. If no one knows what an e-bug is, it's an emergency backup goalie. So I find this guy on the Rock. He comes in playing senior hockey out there, and we get him out. You know, and you go half moon, and guys just snapping wristers at him. He's going. He's shuffling. He's shuffling. All of a sudden, he starts puking out his mask. So I call off the half moon shooting. I'm like, oh, man, are you all right? He goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, just give me a break. He goes back, throws up off the ice, comes back on, just starts taking more shots. Uh, we played two games up there. We lost like 8-1, then 8-4. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was horrendous, but a story for the ages, that's for sure. Uh, Danny Briere and I just die laughing over that one all the time. <laughs> It still it still happens though. Like I don't know. There's a guy Joel Rumpel. He was playing senior this year in Cabri, and now he just got promoted up to the American Hockey League. 
on an emergency yeah. basis. So it still happens. Yeah, it's, no, it's 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 seriously it's insane right now. Like you have the SPHL, you know, and like you're pulling guys out of the SB or now they have this federal hockey league, and now like a guy in the federal league could be playing in the American league. Like you never know, you know. It's like um, going going back to like you know, it's crazy times right now. And there's like no players out there because of the fifth year of college now. So like everybody's going back like Van Wilder, like just ripping it up (laughs) and no, no one wanted to go pro. So all these teams and like the SB and the coast are struggling to find players. So, um, you know, it, it, it also goes down to like, we, you know, you, you make trades just to get bodies, you know, guys get traded for $1, um, as bad as that sounds, but like you need a body, so you're like, hey, I'll, like we'll we'll go for a buck on this guy, like just so you can have another D man in your lineup or another forward. How, so, but it, it it happens so much, it's crazy. How close are you uh, to strapping on the vapors or whatever you got there and 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 get suiting up for a game? <laughs> oh, I, I'm trying to get back in shape, you know, just in case the time comes. But I always I always joked uh, in in Maine we got short a couple of guys, like they have a salary cap there, and we were a Brand, brand new team so we had a bunch of guys just all rookies making 525 bucks you know like just getting by i'm trying to get like free subway for the boys uh just doing anything to make them happier save a couple bucks and uh i asked i asked danny i said hey like what happens if i like can i play and he's like well for your contract you can i said well i said i think you might have to play for us you know like it would have been great sold out barn 100% like Danny Breer lace him up in the coast. He never did. He, ne- he never did, but it, we talked about it. Like we're going to have to, like one of us might have to play. We, we were actually trying to bump players up in their money to hit the salary cap floor in, in the league just uh, because we're also young and we had players getting called up all the time. And all of a sudden we were down to like eight forwards and four D and we're like, okay, who needs to make some money <laughs> So we don't get a fine by the league. Yeah, it was, it's crazy how you uh, have to manage all that kind of stuff. Is it uh, is it wild? Like even, like maybe back when you when you played, but more specifically when you've been coaching here and you're on the other side, is it wild how how some guys can stretch that five hundred dollars a week, or how and then how the other side how some guys just basically blow it the next day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got you get the guys like coming out of junior hockey that are twenty, and then you have the college guys coming out. The college guys, you know, they they know they know how to live. Like ramen noodles, like mac and cheese. Like they're finding deals around town. Uh, they're at at every game. You know, when you leave tickets out for fans, there's like 150 tickets going out because they're like giving the guy at like the noodle bowl store like two free tickets. You know. <laughs> And then uh, you have the junior guys. They're like, "Oh wow, five hundred bucks! Like I'm getting paid to play hockey." And then they're just like steak dinners. Like one one night at like one steakhouse, gone five hundred bucks. They're you know waiting at their bank two weeks later for their next check. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. College guys are putting the coupon apps on their phone, getting their groceries. Oh yeah, they're they're so smart. They're so smart. No, I, I, in uh, in in Wheeling, we had like the team's been around there for so long, and um, they had a bunch of great deals, kind of just around town, where you could get fifty percent off meals and things like that. So when I went to Maine, I was like, "All right, we got to get some stuff." Like, what is like what what is a guy like? So I started getting around town, meeting people, and um, I got uh, we had free dry cleaning for the guys to keep their uh, 
to keep their suits nice and fresh. You know, their suits that they're buying for, you know, probably 150 bucks unless their parents are buying them. But, um, and then we had like Subway coming in twice a week for lunch, uh, just, just for the guys. And then it, you move into the American Hockey League and they have, you know, I, I think every single team has a chef. Uh, they're cooking breakfast and they're cooking lunch for the guys too. And, and, you know, they're, they're eating like Kings. So I think, uh, the, the step up when the player gets called up, I think it's like an unbelievable experience for them to, you know, move away from subway to gourmet meals. <laughs> Slippery slope then having that new casino where you guys are. <laughs> uh, I think for some of the guys, like I, I haven't been, I haven't been to the new one, uh, this year. But uh, I know some of the guys. I heard them talking about the other day that they uh, jolt down there to the old Nino. So, I I, I absolutely uh, <laughs> the casino there on the exhibition grounds. I forget the name of it. Um, oh, I think mean, it was in, just in, in Saskatoon, just Prairie Land. It was an old curling Fishing, rink. Yeah. It was a curling rink. Yeah, I don't even. I didn't even know what it was, but Colby and I and a couple of the boys, Dan De Silva and JP Allen, we'd roll in there at four o'clock, like right when the doors opened. <laughs> and this one dealer would always tell us, Early bird gets the worm. I'm like, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we went in there. Uh and then there was a couple other nights where uh Cole I think Colby was living over by the Willows golf course there, uh, when those new condos went up and we had ro- roll over to the casino and Colby would already be sitting over there. I'd be like, ah, man, you beat us. <laughs> Great spot. I'm so glad they moved it out to Dakota Dunes. Oh, it was, it was, out of there. it was like, uh, it was so bad. Like these guys won't even know. Brandon goes to the casino quite a bit, but it was, it was just a converted curling. And then you go down to Regina and you felt like you're in Vegas. Yeah. That place was unbelievable down there. Uh, I'd, I'd roll in there with a couple of guys. We'd go down there for a couple ball hockey tournaments in the summer, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is what it looks like!" <laughs> Holy smokes! And then I and then I went to Vegas for the first time. I think I was twenty one, and I was like, I just couldn't believe it. You know, we're we're walking around, you know, a bunch of guys from from Tuner, and we we roll in. We felt like the Varsity Blues. We like looked at our watches. We're like holy it's five in the morning like what happened like we couldn't believe it like we have a game tonight (laughs) it was great Uh, it was great let's go let's go back to the uh to the zone g red wings and and your minor uh minor hockey so you're an 84 birthday like who were the uh who are the drop dead uh, all stars playing? You know, maybe a Zone K guy, the Knights, Raiders, whoever else. Like, who are the guys in the city that were really good? Um, Brooks Asham, uh, defenseman Barons, I believe. We had Ryan Keller. Um, Not bad. Yeah, By- Byron Bits. Yeah. Um, forget the the I, those guys would have been Colby's age. It was weird. We overlapped so much, you know, and then like. As an 84, we had those guys. And then the 85 from, like, Zone G, we had, like, Bubnik and De Silva. Um, and then we had the rivalry against the Knights and the Barons because we were the rich kids, I guess. And they fought for everything. And, like, man, would they just beat us up. Mags, Mags had a fight so much. It was insane. He fought for uh, Bubnik, uh, Dan, and I. And, like, it was insane. We'd be like, hey, sorry, Mags. Sorry about that. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Uh... I, I kind of usually get to this later, but going back, what was your favorite barn to play in uh, minor hockey in Saskatoon? I love the ACT arena. That was my, uh, that was my rink. Uh, and then uh, on Thursdays, yeah, we played a, we played there. We go to the, the trace. 
I hated the second rink they put on. I didn't like that backside barn. We always played there at like 10 o'clock at night too on those uh, <laughs> Thursday nights. My mom and dad would be fighting like to see who has to take me the game or boldly. Uh, it was always happening. We got the seven o'clock built in the big barn, you know, like rock stars. 10 o'clock at La Trace. The parents were putting the club on the vehicle when they parked it. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were putting a boot on their own car on their tire just so they could get out of the parking lot a lot. You know what I hated about Latrace too is you play a bad game and my my dad on an on way home, you know, you like before the new backway was paved, we had to go uh, circle the whole way. And there was sometimes we had hit every red light going back to Arendelle. And if you played bad, you're like, oh boy, this 30 minute drive is going to be a barn burner on the way home. You know, you don't even get a word in. My old man just giving it to me. What happened here? What were you doing there? That was a dumb penalty. I was like, green light, green light, green light. Ah, crap. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> what? So you, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you went to Yorkton to play Triple uh, A midget, correct? Was that something you just, you never made the Blazers or the contacts, or what took you to Yorkton? you got to bring it up with the guys that were making those teams back in the day, but they just decided to cut me. Um, they felt I wasn't good enough. So I actually went to uh, Beardies, uh, Swift Current, and one other team. I might have been Battleford, and I got cut from every single team. And Ryan Hoffman was coaching uh, Yorkton, and he used to coach the Red Wings when Colby played. And uh, my dad called him and was like, hey, it was pretty much a call in favor. You know, <laughs> hey, can you take Riley on your team? And uh, so I, I went there for grade 11, uh, played, and then uh, played played pretty good. I had, like, a pretty good first year in, in the league. It's, a, it's probably the best AAA league, I think, in Canada. And um, and then going into my second year, the Blazers in contacts, they come crawling back on their knees, right? They're trying to get my transfer card so I can come back. And I was like, no, boys, you got to beat it. Like, I'm going back to Yorkton. And I uh, went back there and uh, had had another really good year. Had like 44 goals, I think, or 43 and 40 games or something like that. And, you know, a lot of those came against the Argos, really tore it up. But I also missed a couple of games against the Argos, too, where I think I uh, could have won the scoring race there. So, yeah, and then there were some good good kids when you look at that roster, like uh, Bits and De Silva were up there in the, for the contacts and scoring. So we, we had a, we had some pretty good teams to go against. I don't think you you got cut from the most teams. You had Derek Dorsett on, and I think he got cut by even more teams than you in AAA. <laughs> Which is crazy, right? Like, look at him, little scrappy guy, small-town kid. Um, and then all of a sudden, he just, like, blazes through, like, the Western Hockey League. Like, it's in, it's insane even. Like, I think his story's crazy compared to, you know, kind of what I did. What? Uh, let's talk about your mom and uh, and what she taught you, uh, when you when you were younger. How How instrumental, though, was that? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people don't know. Like, I, I figure skated, started, like, grade three out in Martinsville. So I was, like, grade three, I was figure skating, and I was, like, not bad at it. Colby was just brutal. Tiffany was pretty good, too. And we'd go out there uh, six in the morning before school would start, too. So we'd, like, bolt out there in the old van. It would be so cold, you know, so cold. Oh, my God. Martinsville Arena. Oh, geez. Like, negative 50 outside negative 70 inside so we go out there and uh I'd, I'd figure skate in the morning then like do hockey practice at night and as as it was going on i started getting like pretty good at figure skating so i was like okay so it came to like peewee second year peewee hockey um i wasn't having a great year i was kind of like in in between on 
am I going to play hockey or am I going to figure skate? So I quit hockey and quit playing hockey for like the second half of the season and just like focused on figure skating. Uh, then I like went to a couple competitions, uh, did, did pretty good. And I was like, holy crap, like this is like weird. Like I'm doing like double axles, a couple triple jumps. My mom is like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? She's like saying like, I'm going to go to the Olympics for figure skating. I was like, geez, I don't even know. Like, are you kidding me? I She always wanted me to wear like the, the, the outfits, right? Like the spandex. And I was like, can we get sweatpants? Like, I just want a pair of sweats, you know? Huskies, husky skate. sweats with yeah. the paw on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, husky sweats. <laughs> Those would be dynamite. What an outfit that would have been. And uh, and I lost I lost the competition down in, I think it was Musumet. And I should have won. I was like, still pissed about it today, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I I did everything. I hit I hit the thing out of the park. Like, people were throwing flowers and teddy bears on the ice. Like, all fifty people. I was like picking them up, and I was like, I won. Like, I won this competition. And the competition was like to go to this uh, junior worlds to compete against like kids from all over the place. And I come in second, right? And I am pissed. On the way home, I'm driving. I look at my mom. I said, Mom, I quit. And uh, I'm not going to figure skate anymore. Went back to hockey and like Bantam uh, went back, started playing hockey again. I, I gave, I thought I gave it a good run. It was like grade 10, grade 11, you know, where I, where I was figure skating till about grade nine, grade 10. And, uh, you know, then I was never drafted into the Western Hockey League or anything like that. So I was like, ah, oh. like I, I figure skate, I did it all. But like the, the edge work, the balance, um just things things like that that like a lot of people like when when you talk about power skating people are like oh they get a puck and they start skating around like no 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 like there are no pucks like you ever go to rosie's camp at act like in the summertime there are no pucks on that ice right you're working strict skating turning tight turns how to generate more power from your blades your ankles your knees your hips all that kind of stuff people are probably like holy crap you know but that's what my mom talked about. And we'd, we'd even like be up late at night having a couple of uh, Caesars. Cause who doesn't love a Caesar? Hey, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was 21 at the time. I was in grade nine here drinking with my mom, but um, we, we'd be breaking down still as, as I was playing now pro about like how I could be more powerful or how to generate more power on a shot from how your hips work and stuff like that. Like my mom was like, so dialed in on that stuff. So what was your, like, uh, was your most impressive thing you could do like the triple sow cow or what are they, what was your go-to? Um, I could do, I, 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 I could do a triple sow cow. I think the best was I did a double axle, um, in my hockey skates, I can still do an axle like right now to this day. Um, I, I could do an axle in rollerblades, And, um, but I think, I think once you got into those double and triple jumps, like it was, it was pretty cool to like be doing that stuff. And then like you land them and you're like, holy crap, like I didn't break my hip. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it is crazy. Cause in back when I, when I figure skated, there was like free, free skate where you could do all like the fun stuff. And then you had figures and then dance. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I'm not doing dance. I tripped my mom one time in a test, you know, and things I was like, I just want to jump. Like I just like jumping and spinning. Like that's it. I'm like a little kid, you know? And, uh, so I pretty much just did that and no, it was, it, it was pretty cool to be able to do all that kind of stuff. Pro- probably, so pro- probably pretty good with the ladies though, too, right? Like you, uh, you kind of had your pick of the pick of the litter in the, in the figure skating world. Yeah. But I was like a goofy, like zitty young kid, you know, and I was just like, 
Like I was just kind of, like I would rollerblade from Arendelle to ACP for summer school. I'd be like rollerblading, then like I'd get there, throw my figure skates on, wheel around, rollerblade home. Like I'd go play hockey in the tennis courts across the street. Like I was all over the map, you know. Um, you know the train tracks by uh, the ACP there. I'd take like a, a nickel from my mom's purse and I'd go put it on the tracks, and I'd hear a train come by. I'd go out thinking it was gonna make me a quarter, so I could go. I could go play the Pac-Man machine in the hockey side of the arena. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Never worked. Never worked, guys. So do you still like if the World Figure Skating Championships are on? Are you dialing it in? Like, are you? Are you a fan? I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching it. I'm watching. I'm calling my mom. Like, look at this guy. Like, when someone falls, I'm like, oh, come on, you got to get that shoulder up. Like, how don't you know this? Yeah. So, th- no, it, it's it, it's pretty cool. The backyard rink that you guys had, because when we had Colby on, Colby on, he said like that was the end of the city. Like you, your house was the yeah. for, for a long time the, the last house in the city there. Um, so was that strictly hockey on the backyard rink, or would you get out there by yourself once in a while and sneak in some jumps and, and practice? was strict hockey we were we were pretty young but my dad had it like right off the door of like the house like side door of the house like we had we would get our our skates on in like our little boot room landing area and we would legit step right onto the ice it was pretty good we had some kids from down the street uh the, the hoffmans and they never played but they'd always come over and skate with us and they would skate from their house to our house like we would hear them coming down the road like shing, 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 like, like just hammering their plates on cement we'd be dying laughing so then uh, Yorkton, you tear it up there. Then you end up uh, with Kootenai. You said you never, you never were taken in the in the Bantam draft. So Kootenai just listed you and and liked what they saw. And yeah, I went to uh, I went to Red Deer's camp, uh, another favor, but uh, <laughs> uh, with <laughs> with with Colby already being there, and uh, and and my dad was scouting for Red Deer at the time. So my dad comes up with this brilliant idea. He's like, I got this idea. He's like. We're not going to name you Armstrong when you go to this Red Deer Rebels camp. So nobody knows that you're related to Colby. I was like, okay. So we take my mom's last name. So he writes, we get a, we write in Riley Munt is my name that I'm going to go to camp with. Right. He thought this was brilliant. I'm going to make the team because no one's going to know I'm related to Colby. I was just like, all right, dad. So I go in there first day, like they're calling names out there. Like Munt, no one's answering Munt. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> forgot <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I went to Red, Red Deer's camp a couple of times I was first listed by the Pats uh, that didn't work out and then uh, Kootenai listed me and I actually I had like a lot of NCAA chances to go I had like some schools that were interested I think my mom and dad kept letters from like uh, Harvard Princeton <laughs> just for keepsakes because man I wasn't going to those schools I'll tell you that and um but I was more of a like Minnesota Duluth Mankato type kid, uh, where they pretty much let anybody in. Like, oh, what what's that? You're a one point oh, oh perfect. Come in. Um, <laughs> all all the barons, so all the barons and knights <laughs> are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just there for the free sticks. <laughs> just crazy because Shamaldos wouldn't package them up twenty for two bucks. That guy was a beauty. Um, and then on, on my way, so I, I signed with the Langley Hornets in the D.C. Junior League. My my rights are with the Terriers in the SJ. And I'm like, who wants to play hockey in Saskatchewan, though, right? Like, it's negative 50 busing around. Like, I'm going to go to the, the D.C. So I signed with Langley. And on my way through, we stopped in at Kootenai's camp. And it was like two ice sessions in. The guys pulled me off, hey. 
Who's this mun kid? <laughs> you gotta go up to this GM's office. And uh, my dad's already sitting in there. I was like, oh crap, what happened? And then we went to old BP's, the only restaurant in Cranbrook. And uh, my dad's like, well, do you want to play here or what? Because if not, he was going to drive me to Langley another 10 hours. And I know he didn't want to do that. So I was like, uh, yeah, like Colby played in the league. Like I'd love to play in the league. So I made it, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'll stay and played one year there. And then how do you end up in, uh, how do you end up in, in Everett? Uh, the expansion draft. Oh. So Corey, Corey Clouston, uh coached me in Kootenai. And uh, he called me and uh, just before he's like, hey, next year we have, uh, you know, you scheduled to be on a line with like Adam Taylor and Nigel Dawes. And I was like, oh, right on. Like, this is beauty. It's setting itself up pretty good. And two days later, I'm like out rollerblading that Agnatov outdoor rink there, like just booting around with the boys. And Wayner, Wayner comes walking over. He's like, you just got traded. I was like, what? Like, I thought I was playing with Dawsey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh, yeah, I got, I went there and, uh, you know, it was like the best thing for me though. Like brand, <laughs> brand new team. Kevin Constein was the coach. Uh, awesome guy. Really taught me how to be a pro, um, you know, and some, some like good stories out of there. Uh, and then we went to the WHL finals that year against Medicine Hat and uh, they, they stopped us, but man, it was a run. It was a run. I thought you were going to say when you were tra- when they heard you were traded, you were going to say, Ma, get the figure skates out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm quitting. Let's go. Olympics 2022 or 2018. Let's go. Yeah. I was going to say, that could have been you with uh, old Tessa Virtue there. I do not change paths. Yeah, but see, she's like, uh, I don't think, I, I'm like freestyle. Like, I got to be chucking Oh, okay. girl around I, I i tried i i tried that my mom tried that with me partnered me up with the girl her name was uh katherine buziak and uh we uh we we tried that for a little bit i was like 10 years old i was holding her hand i was like oh this is awkward i'm holding her hand like oh what do i do it's moving it's moving <laughs> yeah. what's going on down there <laughs> so are you uh could could you dance? Like, are you decent at the long branch on a Thursday night? Like two stepping, or you're not a dance guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm two stepping. I taught my wife how to two step. I was like, get her around, couple spins, but also the dancing comes from my mom though. Like Wayner doesn't dance. Wayner's like the awkward high school dance where the guys sit on one side and the girls on the other, and he just sits on the one side, holding his Labatt blue mixed with clam in her. But uh, no, yeah, no. Cold, Colby, Tiffany, and I always love to really rip up the dance floor. That's for sure. Bailey's, the branch, the scuzz. We'd make our own dance floor at Athena's. Is that place still open? What a what a beauty of a spot that place was. I don't know. That was. I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. <clears throat> so then, no, no, um, no NHL draft for you. You're just, you know, what do you do? How yeah, do you- they. They, they looked at me twice and then just didn't take me. I was still trying to figure out, like, what the heck? How come I didn't get in there? Did you think you that know? you were close? Yeah. Did you think you were, like, did you talk to some teams? and? No. Oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't talk to anybody. Uh, no one ever called me. Um, but I did get one phone call, and it was on the day of the draft. And I was like, oh, my. Did I get drafted? It was, it was San, San Jose's called. It was a scout. And he's like, hey, Stockton. I'm like, oh, my God, did I get drafted? This is insane. And he's just like, uh, we just want you to come to training camp. I was like, oh, I was like, even that's just as good. That's just as good. Uh, so I went down there in that rookie tournament against Anaheim, LA, and uh, Phoenix. And I get down there. I'm having a hell of a tournament. I tell you, like, I'm shooting pucks and they're just like going in the net. And my shot's not that hard. But 
they're just finding ways in. I'm like, oh my god, this is incredible! Like, what a tournament! So right before the last game, uh, Timmy Burke, uh, their like head scout and now GM at the time, uh, calls me in. They're like, hey, you know, we're thinking of signing you. I was like, wow, this is incredible! Like, I call home telling everybody it's it's crazy, and uh, he's like, hey, who's uh, who's who's your agent? I was like, ah, wait one second. Wes, so Wes Reese. Like, Wes Reese. <laughs> hey, Wes, are you off to Zammer? Can you get this deal done for me, buds? Put the seeds down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I call uh, I call Colby. I'm like, man, who's who's your agent? He's like, uh, Don Me. And I was like, hey, uh, San Jose wants to sign me. He's like, no way. He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. So it was crazy back then, right? They had three-way deals out a contract um, for an NHL American League and ECHL and I'm and like you know Colby Colby had like a nice little signing bonus there like I'm getting crickets on a signing bonus hey like free agent kid just finished figure skating like has no clue <laughs> most points in the Western League's 44 something like that like just brutal player but let's give this kid a shot so I get uh, we, we get we get a deal done and um I, I remember it It ended up not being a, a three-way. I worked the two-way because I was like, I'm going to go back to junior for my 20-year-old year. And uh, so I got the two-way done. But <laughs> the best part was, was my NHL money was like 350 And when the, it was during the NHL lockout. So when they came back, the league minimum went to like 450 So like I got this raise, you know. I was like, oh, sick raise if I played, right? I was like, sick. Did he not have to play to get a raise? legendary low contract status guys don't even know now like i think the league minimum is like 750 or something like that you know back then it was 350 and i'm not even old like i'm not like not even that old and these guys are you know it's good money now what would american, american league Hockey money league. have been then um well like making like 30 grand in the american league 30 to 50 and now guys are making like 500,000 like it's crazy. Like I'm almost like, holy geez, I got to get on keto or something and start burning some calories here. Maybe <laughs> lace them back up. <laughs> it's beauty. So no, like San, San Jose had such great teams too during that uh, stretch. Uh, they traded for Joe Thornton, had Jeremy Roenick and Nabokov and Rob Blake and Chichu, and they were winning like the President's Trophy almost every year. I was in the or- or- organization, so it's like really hard. Not many guys got called up or sent down during the time so it was hard to get up there but um definitely grinded uh had a had a decent first year i remember bragging to colby i beat him in points and like he was a first rounder and like how brutal could you be and then my second year you know talk about sophomore blues and then uh san jose told me it was like the eye-opening experience for myself um they're like hey you were so bad last year don't even come to main camp just go straight to worcester i was like Oh my God, I'm in one, right? Like, what am I going to do? This is my last year of my contract. I'm going to be like going to the University of Saskatchewan and like trying to work to be a gas station guy, pumping gas and washing windows. Like, I got to get it together. And uh, they had like 19 or 20 goals that year and I got re-signed again. So I was like just clawing and fighting to stay alive. Uh, McAvoy was probably, kind of McAvoy was probably calling to play senior. He had some money for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 I got uh, three co-hosts, the fiberglass ones, any curve you want out in Rosetown. Um, yeah, <laughs> just beauty. I had a couple other of my buddies playing senior at the time, too. 
uh, actually a rule, a rule was in place and I was skating with like the Huskies and stuff before I would leave. And I guess if you didn't play more than six years pro, you could come back and like jump right into college hockey. So Dave Adolph was like, Hey, why don't you like just stop and just come play? I was like, man, me and school, we don't mix. I'll tell you that. Like we are two peas in a pod. So I was like, I'm going to go back and play. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make it work uh, to be a hockey player. So I got, got the work boots on Sasky style and just got, got down, got down to it. Yeah. You look at your hockey. I think anybody that would look at your hockey DB, like your career, you had to grind for, for everything you got for sure. Right. From AAA or before that, but you play those four years in the American league. Then you get those two games with San Jose in 08, 09. Was that at the end of the year? It was like right in the middle of the year. Um, it was like December coming in, like end of November into December. And uh, I got called up. First game was in Phoenix. Um, it was pretty cool. Like, again, you walk into the locker room and you're like looking around the room and you're like, okay, that's Nabokov, like good guy. Marlowe, Thornton, Rob Blake, Dan Boyle. And you're like, is this real life? Like, is this true? You know? And and it, it's so crazy how welcoming like everybody is. You 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 spend training camps with guys and things like that, but it's like you get there and they're like, you know, you're just one of the guys. Uh, and then we played against the Leafs um, at the time. I think Luke Shen. Uh, it was his first year in the league, so I played against Luke. Um, and then another cool experience playing in San Jose at the Shark Tank um, as well. So like the the fans and, and stuff like that is is pretty crazy. Um, and my, my parents flew Saskatoon down to Phoenix and, uh, they got, they got to see that game. I remember coming out of the tunnel, I could see, uh, Wayner sitting up there watching Warmies. I could already tell he was starting to cry, you know, the boys and then both guys were playing in the NHL. Well, Colby wasn't really in the, in, in the national league cause he was in Atlanta. It was kind of like a made up league down there at the time. Um, but, uh, no, it was, it was, it was really cool. And I felt the coolest experience with that whole thing. Oh, another guy on the team, Jeremy Ronick, great guy too. Um, is Wayne Gretzky was coaching the coyotes and I would skate by the bench and I'd be like, Hey, Hey Wayne. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Unbel- it was like unbelievable, you know, like obviously an icon for like us looking up to him and stuff like that. So definitely really, uh, cool experience uh you know even playing in the nhl but like playing with like hall, hall of fame players um and then having wayne gretzky coaching you know it was uh it was awesome were you up for a bit like were you just up for a few days or did they keep you around for a bit yeah, i think was i was it... up for a couple of weeks you know got some practices in uh had a cup of coffee just a half cup um a couple bigger and, paychecks uh, yeah yeah a couple and uh you know, I think they went right to the exhibition grounds there in Tuner. So uh should have hopefully stayed up for a little longer than that. But uh, no, it was definitely a dream, uh, dream come true to get up there. Get, getting that taste, though, and then, you know, then going back and, and that happens a lot. But then even the next year, like, man, it must have you must have been grinding so hard to get back after having that taste. Yeah, well, I went back down to Worcester after and uh I went on a 10 game goalless skid. I was like, Oh boy, did I just ruin the mojo, you know? So I had to, I had to find that again. And then, but it, it was there, right? You wanted it, you wanted it. And like, you're, you're honestly watching like every game and in a good way, you're like, Oh, did that guy just tweak his groin? You're like, I think he just tweaked it or is his shoulder. Oh, come on. You know, like, you're like, just give me another chance or another opportunity to get back in there. And, um, but 
And then in the, in the summertime, I had a, I got a call from Calgary and Atlanta uh, to sign. And I picked Calgary just because I thought it would be cool to be at home. And the team was in <laughs> outside of Vancouver there. And I was like, oh, that, that'd be awesome to play there. But Colby was in Atlanta at the time. And looking back now, I was like, oh, I should have just went with Atlanta. I got to play with uh, Colbs and, and hang out with him and do that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I think the, the best part of that following year was I got traded to, to Detroit. And they were like my I, idol team growing up. You know, I cried over the, the goalie fight with, uh, you know, at uh, Patrick Law and Osgood fighting. I was, like, asking my mom, like, why are the goalies fighting? You know, I think I was, like, eight or nine at the time. Then you had the, the limo accident um, with Konstantinov and all that kind of stuff. And I was, like, like that was my team because of the Zone G Red Wings, right? Like, yeah, I, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was all over. I, I loved them. And I went there. I still have all the gear from when I got traded, all the, like, the Red Wings gear. Um, it's, it's stuff that I'll never give up did, ever. Did you it's ask, unbelievable. did you ask for some white skates just like Fedorov to, to... <laughs> well, see, this, this is why I wore number 91. When I went over to Europe, you got to pick any number you wanted and I get over there and they're like, why 91? I was like, Sergey Fedorov. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how can you not? Like, yeah. I never Col- Colby and I, we never made those like Wheatland brick teams. You know, because, like, I don't think my mom and dad wanted to pay, like, 15 grand in the summertime to go and, like, play. Yeah. So, we never got to be the cool numbers. You know, the numbers, like, kids are ripping around, like, 88. And, like, you know, they're like, okay, Red Wings, uh, Armstrong, what number do you want? You got you got 11 and uh, 3. You're like, ah, oh, shit. Like, I'll go with 11. <sighs> I can't believe this is an embarrassing number 11, you know? Yeah. So, like, it was finally a time where I could, like, pick my own number and, and do that. And it was, like. I was like, I'm not, I'm number 91. Like, this is incredible. So in that, uh, 2010, 2011, when you, when you go over to Europe, what, what's, the, what is the final decision to kind of go over there? Like what, what happens in North America to say, you know what, I'm going to take some cash over here in Europe. Yeah. Well, I wasn't getting, uh, I wasn't getting like any bites in the American league. I just had a hernia surgery and I was like, I wasn't ready for training camps. So everyone was kind of like, you know, well, we'll just take a healthy guy and, and I was a vet in the American League at the time too, and I think I was 26. And um, so I, that you're only allowed four on the team now, you know. So all of a sudden, like numbers are a little bit smaller. So I go, I think that year I I, I went and signed. Uh, I was going to go over to the KHL, and they're like, but I haven't played yet. So this team over in Kazakhstan is like, uh, we need you to play a couple of games. So I go down to the coast. I play a couple of games with Utah. And uh, I fly down, I meet the team in Vegas. I play two games and fly out of LA. And I didn't even look on a map where Kazakhstan is, right? So I get on this plane and I uh, like, I'm flying forever. I was like, oh my God. All of a sudden, like, I get to this like one airport on a layover. I'm like, where am I? Like, Warsaw. Like, I'm like, what the heck's Warsaw? Like, is this like, am I even on the planet? So, like, Get on my next flight. Oh, by the way, at Warsaw, I saw like a 13 year old kid just having a beer at the at like a, the bar. I was like, "What? What is this?" So, we, <laughs> I get on my next flight. I get to Kazakhstan, and I get off the I get off the plane, and this guy just grabs my hockey bag, like on the turnstile. He just grabs it and like sticks, and I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey that's my bag." And this translator comes in. And he's translating everything. Oh, no, no, he's good. He's taking your bags. He's with us. I was like, oh, geez. It's like, it starts already. They just come and take your gear when you land. Like, are you kidding me? Um, but I finally looked on a map, and it was 
was like midnight in, in uh, Astana. It was noon in Saskatoon. Like crazy, other side of the world. All was it cold there? I'll tell you, it was freezing. Like Saskatoon wasn't even cold compared to that. And uh, there, there were a couple. There were a couple times over there. They, uh, the the one time our plane was like filling up with like some smoke, and I was like texting my mom. I was like, "Hey, mom, like, got we got some smoke on the plane or whatever. Like, I'll I'll let you know when we land." And she's like, "Get off the plane!" I remember it. The text message: "Get off that plane!" I was like, "No, like." I'm safer on the plane than walking around Russia, this Moscow by myself right now. So, uh, and then, uh, but it was, it was unbelievable hockey. My first game there, I line up starting lineup, just got off like this plane ride, like for 450 hour plane ride. Yogger's lining up next to me. I was like, oh. I was like, Yogs, what's up? He's like, Hey, I was like, Oh, that was not exciting at all the guy was a beast over there a beast like he he was unbelievable playing over there on the big ice i remember i was like skiing like holding on to his arm and he was skating down the rink with like ankle weights on mid game i was like man you are really strong this is crazy um and then we played against that zts team like they just fight all the time like yablonski and Moraski and all those guys they weren't on the team then um but they had like um uh they, uh, I'm trying to think of like the guy Josh Gratton. Um, they had a couple other guys on the team that were like absolutely insane tough. And they used they the thing was was they always fought the imports. I was like, can I change my name again? Man- Strongov Manov. <laughs> Manov. <laughs> what uh, what what are some of the craziest things like away from the rink like especially early when you when you first got there that you were like what the f is going on here the, the internet in russia is ran off it's like a bank account with like gigabytes or whatever so the guys like try to tell me like hey like you you can't like go on it all the time so i'm like okay so i'm asking some other guys and they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah. like you gotta it's like like you gotta really watch doing so i was like yeah okay like gigabyte whatever so i'm on there like i'm skyping no yeah skyping and and um all of a sudden like the i i I click on like nhl.com and i go to the rink and i come home and it's loaded like i used all my gigs in like three days so like i'd call home i'd be like hey mom i'm alive bye (laughs) (laughs) like that's it that's all I had. <laughs> Brutal. Um, you couldn't buy more. First got there, can't do anything. Like it was, it was crazy. The the cops over there, they don't, they don't have cars. Like they don't drive around in cars. They just sit on the sidewalk with guns, and then they they take their flashy thing and they just point at you. And like people just pull over. Like I was like, I'll just keep driving. Like what are you gonna do? Chase me down on foot? You know? It's like like what the heck? Um, and and when we got there, the uh, equipment lady, she uh, she just gave me one stick. She like snuck in this like back door, and she came out with just like one Easton Synergy. I was like, "This is it? Like I need at least three, you know?" Um, and I, I'd have to say like the, the most wildest part of a plane over there, you know, like probably in senior hockey, you come off the ice, you have a shower, and like they just have like a stack of towels, and you're like, "Oh, boom, towel!" Like towel down or whatever put the suit on like i get over there i grab i grab a towel like oh yeah hey first first day at practice just feeling good and this one russian kid just starts eyeballing me down and like 
another guy comes over, a translator comes over. He's like, hey, hey, that's that's his towel. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? Like it's it's in the pile. <laughs> so the next day, I come to the rink, like, okay, like I won't use that pile. I'll use this pile over here. Sling another towel. His buddies eyeballing me. They're like, no, no, no. Like Riley, you have to bring your own towel. I was like, what? I have to bring my own towel? Like, are you out of your mind? Like, this is pro hockey. And uh, so the the guy who sharpens skates, and he doesn't actually sharpen the skates. He uh, just puts it on like a sparks machine, and he just hits like a number, and that's your thing. And he just sits in the room and smokes cigarettes. He gave me this like little pink uh, towel, and he was like, no English at all. Hey, he just hands me this pink towel. So he he brought me this towel everywhere we went. I'd be like, hey. Give me the towel. It's like a little pee towel. <laughs> I would just dry off after games and practices, throw it back to them. They would go and wash it. I was like, oh, man, how do okay, like, I – I didn't come prepared. You know, I didn't bring my own towel. I was like, crap. Just embarrassing, though, using other kids' towels. I was like, sorry, boys. Didn't, so, mean, <laughs> didn't mean to hurt you guys. So you don't, you don't, go, you don't go back there, but you, uh, you dangle, uh, what is it, Finland and, and a bit of – Germany, Sweden, um, yeah. those places obviously were they a lot different experience. Oh yeah, way way different. Uh, in Germany, would be like playing in North America. You know, like uh, same with like Finland and Sweden. Like everyone speaks English. The hockey's really good. Um, I went. I went uh, from Kazakhstan. I went to Augsburg, and the rinks outside in Augsburg. So the the sun would be shining through in the morning hey and we were doing like a stretch pass and it would hit the glare in the ice and you're like well i hope this hates my tape because i can't see it <laughs> the fans are unreal they're just smoking cigarettes like in the crowd like soccer chants you know um in my first game augsburg we're playing against Mannheim, like pretty high high ranked team i, I have a couple tucks and at the end of the game, you want you come out to the fans, right? And like the 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 fan leader, he runs like a chant in German, and he's like doing all this stuff, and the fans are clapping. They got their like scarves going and stuff. So after you go around and like wave to the fans, like, "Hey, thanks for coming." So at at the end, we're skating off, and all the fans are like, "Riley Armstrong, Riley," and I'm like, "What the heck? This is pretty cool." And the guy's like, "You have to go back. You have to go back." Yeah, good one. Like, good prank, hey, first guy. Like, yeah, cool. And they're like, no, seriously. So you have to go back and you go, oh. And all the fans are, like, waiting for you. And you're like, you put your hands in the air. And they all like, ah, yeah, yeah. Like, they love it. And then after you clap, wave to the fans again. I was like, this is incredible. They need this in North America. Like, the fans would go, like, absolutely insane. What? But what? That, what so, which town was cool that? Experience. In Augsburg. So then, why why don't you go back there next year? Because you go you go East Coast AHL and uh, somewhere in Finland. Um, because I was like, uh, I, I was like, I'm not done in North America. Like uh, I wanted, I I felt like I could I could go back and play. And I and I think at that time I went uh, I went to Elmira. Colby just signed with the Leafs. Uh, he was with in Toronto, and so I was with him in Toronto waiting for a couple of bites. I felt being in Toronto, I'd be able to hit like Rochester or some other American league teams, like closer than being in Saskatoon um, without being like a flight. So then I went to Elmira and I was like, like I, I need to go and like play. Like I can't play here. And I went over to Finland and the, the craziest part over there, <laughs> you get over there and they gave me like a snow, a big snowsuit. I was like, 
why do I need a snowsuit? Like, I'm not going to go and build snow forts and make snowmen in the yard. So we get there and uh, before practice at like seven in the morning, we run outside in the dark in the snowsuit. After games, we go for like a cool down run. I'm like, no, 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 no. Bike, level three, let the legs spin. You know, like I don't need to go for a run. And uh, the the workouts over there in Finland, insane jumping, jumping, like jumping up bleachers, like all this kind of stuff, you know? So uh, one one day I I get up and like my feet are asleep, you know? So I'm like, God, ah, geez, like I got to get to the rink and give it an old stretch lower back out. Must have a pinched nerve, you know? <laughs> so I, I, uh, I do a couple stretches. I feel not bad. And I go out on the ice and I'm like tripping over my feet. Like I can't skate. So I come off the ice, tell the guy like, my feet are asleep, you know, like I can't feel them. So he sends me to like the chiropractor. They're working my lower back. They're like, oh, yeah, you got like a nerve. I was like, oh, okay. So the next day I try and go out and skate, falling all over my feet. So I go to the doctor and uh, I have double compartment syndrome on both my calves. So they, they, uh, I have a translator there. The doctor can't speak English. So he's like, like, we need to cut you open like right yeah. now. Yeah. You can lose your yeah. legs. You can and, lose your legs. Yeah. That's what he's trying to tell me. So my mom's like, you're not getting the surgery over there. You can come home. I was like, mom, I think I'm going to lose my legs. Like I need to, she's like, I'm going to fly over. And I was like, what are you going to do here? Like I, I can't walk, you know? So right, right there, they cut both my legs open. Um, I'm in the Finnish hospital for like a week. No TV, nothing. Oh my God. A couple of the guys brought me McDonald's once or twice. And I was like, just in heaven, you know, like it was crazy though. Like, uh, and then I had the surgery again the following year after the season two, both of my legs cut open. Don't, don't that they, slowed, that slowed the body down. Don't they like cut your calves or whatever? And then they like, like do you drain it or something? Like it's, it's weird. Yeah. yeah they like, it's like so medieval. Like, yeah. Sounds like something that could be like a career ender almost, eh? Or no. That's, that's what they told me, they, they told me that they're like, yeah, you probably never play hockey again. I was like, wow. well. I, 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 want, I want my legs, so, like, I'll take that over not playing hockey. And I came back, I did a bunch of rehab, and I signed in uh, the coast back in Utah the following year during the lockout and uh, came back and played. Yeah, that must have been one of the highlights of your career because you were the East Coast Player of the Week, uh, October 12th, the next year. <laughs> not a big deal, hey? <laughs> not a big deal. First week coming back after having the old legs cut open, first time skating. Um, and uh, came back had a hat trick opening night player of the week I was like what's up boys let's go hey uh, crazy after that year in uh, Utah they they uh, they take this tire gauge and they stick it in my my calf your compartments to see how much pressure is built up in there and the doctor's like you need the surgery again I was like get out of here like no chance so I'm like all right they cut me open again <laughs> So we come home for, uh, I just, I just met my wife at the time and, uh, just met that year. So we come back to Saskatoon for a couple of weddings, a couple of the boys are getting married and my legs are cut open. So I get this call from Landsuit in Germany in the DL2 and they're like, Hey, are you healthy? Like, can you play? I was like, absolutely. Like I can't, I haven't even like, I haven't ran, haven't skated nothing yet. So I called the doctor in Salt Lake City. I'm like, hey, you got to clear me. Like, I'm, I'm going to sign this contract over in Germany. I leave in a week. <laughs> so he clears me. The second day I get off the plane in, uh, in Landsuit, the coach does this running test. I walk, the, I walk the track. 
And I, I went to the coach. I said, just wait till I get on the ice. <laughs> I couldn't run. You know, like I still can't run. Like my calves just like filled up. It's, it's crazy. But I played like a couple more years after that, uh, after having like my legs done a couple of times. It's all my workouts with Jason Weber at the University of Saskatchewan. Give him a little shout out. You know, so we, we kind of, how we end these is, uh, is, is rapid fire questions. And uh, sometimes, you know, they're, they're quicker, sometimes not so quick. Shane, do you want to, do you want to start with, uh, with the same? And I, I guess he's only, he only played two games in the show, but he might have some good stories about. Well, we'll just, we'll just lay it out there, I guess. What was your, what was your favorite road place to play, I guess? Cause you played in a lot of different places, even, even across, across the pond where, where's the, you know, the best road place to go. Down uh, Houston and San Antonio uh, in the American league. And we're in Worcester. So we'd leave yeah. Worcester and like guys would just pack shorts, you know, and down in San, down in San Antonio, they have this place called uh, the river walk and it's like restaurants and everything like that. And uh, uh, we, we go down there one night and we have two games and Kyle McLaren gets sent down and he puts on the board, like game, game winning goal, uh, $500. So I, I score the, the game winner against Houston. We go to back to San Antonio. He does it again. I score again. So, we fly out six in the morning, you know, the cheap flight and, uh, we go out, uh, the coaches meet us. We're at the howl at the moon. And this is that final year there, right before I got called up. And, uh, the coach goes, uh, whoever drinks out of my shoe, it's good luck. You'll get called up. So I'm like, fill your shoe up. So I'm drinking out of his uh, dress shoe at howl at the moon, <laughs> waiting for the call up after. Yeah. But it was, it was great, great spot to go out. Uh, just because, you know, we come from Worcester and we get to have some heat. So it was nice. I was going to say you leave Worcester, you leave your, your, uh, park is there, your guns, your brass knuckles and a few knives and head on down <laughs> South. <laughs> Best ASHL summer league player you ever saw at the Gemini. I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go old school on this. I'm going to say Dean Seymour or David Struish. Unbelievable players. Eh? They were good back in the day. If, if Struish's knees operated normally, uh, he probably could have probably still been a pretty oh, good player. But Seymour was sick. I, I, think, I think those two guys were the best. Fuck, that's off the board. Good job. Good memory. You could just uh, throw one song on the old uh, boombox for going out to play a game to fire you up, what would be the one song from your playing days that fire you up? Um, it was also my beer pong song um, <laughs> was bring them out, bring them out. <laughs> I don't even know who sings it or what it is, but just bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the barrels in your mouth. And then all of a sudden the beat kicks in. Like you put Sasky. that on, I'm coming out. Sasky style, people like love that. Cause they play that at their rider games. It's the, yeah. <laughs> oh, they do? Here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a Sasky song. That was my uh, beer pong song when Colbs and I would play. We would uh, we'd have coming out songs like big tournaments in his basement, and uh, that was always our coming out song. What? Hey, we didn't we didn't touch on this. Didn't you guys play together briefly during the lockout? Uh, yeah, he came down to Salt Lake City. Uh, he never played a game, but uh, he coached and uh, he was on he was on uh, the bench. It was actually a hilarious story though uh the the coach in utah he calls it I, I forget the name of the play um i don't know if Kolb's talked about this but he's on the bench right we're, we're up in alaska and uh i don't know if our coach didn't like the guy in alaska or whatever but he calls this play where the centerman snaps the drawback 
and it goes D to D and you turn and fire it right into the team's bench. Right. So he calls this play and I'm going, uh, I'm lining up and I'm on the wing and I go to the center man. I said, Hey, don't win it. Like don't even try to win it. So the puck, honest to God hits his stick and shoots like tape to tape. Didn't even move a stick. It hit it. Boom. Snapped it right back to the D D to D. I look, he just turns clapper right in the bench. And uh, the, the coach on the other team blew his suit pants like right, right out of his ass, like ripped everything, ducking for this puck. <laughs> um, back on that team, they had like Scott Gomez, Dubinsky, uh, a couple other guys. And uh, we were like, oh boy, line brawl. Here we go. You know, it was crazy. But Colbs was like completely die laughing. He was like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Yeah. But he came down, he skated, he skated with us. It was, it was cool just to be out on the ice and uh, hang, hang out with him. Who? I guess you're the brother that should have been the uh, judge for Battle of the Blades, hey? I, yeah, if not competing in it. Like, he was competing, and I was like... Didn't he get hurt? Mom. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, well, yeah, he got hurt. He pulled his hammy. You know, I think he was pulling the shoot because he's better at just being a judge. I think he said beauty or buddy like 150,000 <laughs> times, huh? It was like a running toll on the show. Uh, so there, there was another good one. Uh, Colby bought a condo and uh just right right down the road from my parents house and uh he's never seen the condo before and my mom like puts the furniture in it gets it all set up for when he comes home but i'm home before he is so i think he was having shoulder surgery uh, i think he was in wilkesbury or pittsburgh and uh i throw this uh three three keg party like i got three kegs huge party at, at his house he's never seen it before and uh, he gets called into like Greg Patrick's office um, and he, he hands him this letter and it's from the person at the condo board in our little community there saying like how much uh, Cole, like they're not a fan of Colby Armstrong. He's throwing parties. Uh, they'll never watch the Pittsburgh Penguins play ever again. And he wasn't even in Saskatoon. <laughs> they had a pretty good laugh in Pittsburgh, but Colby called me. He's like, man, what happened? I was like, oh, I just had a standard like party, like. It was pretty good. Your your house is still standing, by the way. It's good. Yeah, we 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 had we had the letter uh, sent. We had it framed, hanging at the front door of the condo. It was pretty cool. And Endicott still passed out, but everything else is good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Who was yeah, uh, who, who was the uh, you know biggest celeb? Was it Mario or anybody you got to hang out with? Uh, kind of hanging out with Colby in Pittsburgh ever? Anything anything cool like that? Never, not, not so much Mario, just kind of met him in passing. Um, Colby's first year being called up, and I was playing in Cleveland at the time, and I was like a pretty much a Penguin season ticket holder. I would drive to every single game. Like, if I didn't have a game, I was going to Pittsburgh and watching him play. And Colby was doing like an autograph sign at Dick Sporting Goods, and Sid was just young, right? He was like 18, so Colby was like, hey, just go hang out with Sid. So me and Sid went to like uh, uh, like Moe's or whatever to grab a burrito. Then we went to watch the movie. You know, like we were just hanging out. Like at the time, I was like, oh, cool. Like, kid's just normal. You know, like standard kid. No one recognized him in the whole city. Like we went out, we went to the movie. No one said like two words to him. And now, like, I don't think he can leave his house. But uh, last one, uh, last one for me, your uh, favorite figure skater of all time. I'd have to go with the guy who made fire, Elvis Stoiko. Um, he, he was, he was the, I think he was just so much, he was, he was like, Canada right like 
I, whether you hated figure skating or, or you loved it, like you were tuning in to watch Elvis Stoiko figure skate. Fuck. Thanks so much for taking some time tonight, man. Yeah, that was great. No problem, boys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Honestly, uh, interview wrap up guys. He might've been one of the, uh, most well-spoken guests we had, like just like very easy to talk to and just some great stories and a great storyteller. And, uh, yeah, saw his old man, uh, Wayner on Twitter. Maybe he'll have to be the next Armstrong we get on in 50 twirls or so. I I loved, uh, like we talked about the mud story, but I love the Russian towel story. <laughs> I could just see this little <laughs> pink towel that the skate sharpener guy would give him. So, yeah, uh, thanks uh, so much to Riles for joining us. Another Armstrong. Yeah, Wayner could be next. In 2020 Geomatics, the interview wrap-up, looking at chopping up some land in the near future, uh, whether you're a town, uh, you know, just for your family, whatever. The local guys, Malcolm Vanstone and his team, 2020 Geomatics, they can get the job done, sit down for a coffee, talk about it, and get her all chopped up. There we go. Malcolm's a beauty. Malcolm is a beauty. Hey, shout out to Malcolm. And why don't we get into our shout outs uh, quick here. For Synergy AG, local crop input retailer throughout Saskatchewan. Another bunch of Sasky weapons with those uh, crop input needs. No matter where you are, talk to these guys. You have options in life when you go to buy something, whether you want to buy it from the big company the big box store when it comes to shopping or you want to buy from the local guy like you need crop input so why not get them from the guys that are uh, invested in your community they're 100 western canadian owned and operated unlike their competition so you got to spend the money anyway why not keep it in our uh, communities and that's where they're located so let's go shout outs all right i bashed them a lot i'm going to give them a shout out regina minor hockey so far as this is released, good on you for not making any cr- crazy knee-jerk decisions and canceling things, a lot like Hockey Saskatchewan. Good on you for saying the kids can play, we can keep things going. So Hockey Regina, shout out to you. Wow, totally redeems himself from last week. Okay. It's like the tough love approach. I, I got I to, you know, I got played both sides. <laughs> Paco, you got any? You want me to hop in here? We didn't prep you for this, so. Um, I'll do after yours. I can okay. do one. Okay. Yeah, I got one, uh, a guy that actually gave us a follow on Instagram. A lot of times if somebody likes your photos and you see like you get like 20 likes in a row from the same name, you just assume it's spam <laughs> and you kind of disregard it. But I saw all these likes from a particular account and looked into it and it wasn't spam. It was just a guy who came across us, but uh his name is Name Cardinal. I believe he's from out in Kelowna. And he's uh, he's got an awesome page. It's Indigenous Rookie Cards. So it's he's a hockey card collector, but it's all Indigenous hockey players that have played in the NHL. And he started messaging us and, like, we got talking. And quite frankly, we've had a lot of Indigenous uh, guests on the show. And he was going back looking at all those and uh, – yeah, just ex- exchange some messages with him, and he's now listening to the show. He said he's listened to five twirls here uh, this week. So shout out to him. He's also asking about provincials. He wants to uh, stream the Metal Lake Bronco games to watch uh, the King Brothers. So yeah, new listener out in Kelowna, and and follow his page, Indigenous Rookie Cards, on Instagram, Facebook, and I believe Twitter. 
Good stuff. Outstanding. Paco, you're up. I've got uh, one, and I know we've we've said it before in the past, over the last year, but I want to bring up some of the healthcare uh, folks that are really working their butts off uh, recently, especially over Christmas, and um, you know all those nurses and and admin staff, and and uh, you know right down to housekeeping that uh, gave up their time around Christmas and New Year's uh, to put in some extra hours to you know do test uh, the testing site. Uh, at uh, some of our bigger centers in, in Saskatchewan and, and uh, the vaccine stuff ramping back up because of the boosters. Um, and then even those folks that have to answer the phone on 811 when you're calling in. And I know the other day that some folks uh, in our family had to make that phone call. And I think there were 440th on the wait list because that's how many people were calling in. And some of those phone calls aren't fun, but those healthcare workers seem to um, continue to be rock stars and, and rise to the occasion. And, and it seems like Saskatchewan's leading the way here in the, in the, country um yeah. in regards to our uh, response to covid so um, big shout out to those uh, healthcare workers again yep good job Love it. and then i got i got one more if i can slide this one in i forgot about this when, going back into the minus 50 weather shout out to all those people that are the commitment to smoking and vaping when it's minus 50 and you got to go outside and just stand there yes. like a bunch of buffoons yes. and smoke oh like, Talk about commitment to killing yourself like that. Oh, I, I, the kids that are vaping and it's just like, how is that not like freezing your lips? Anyway, yeah. Shout out. Shout I out am. Uh, couldn't do it. I'm so soft. Like I had to uh, do an equipment appraisal outside the one day it was minus 45 and I have to use my phone and use an app and I have to push the screen. So you can't wear a glove because it won't, click the screen so i'm going without gloves and i literally would take like three photos run to the truck warm up my phone would die be like i am not cut out for this shit like even any other jobs where people work outside all day or half the day or at all in that weather yeah shout out to anybody who's doing that i was vaping or not i was i was standing outside and there's this older guy and he's in a suit didn't even put a jacket or gloves on and he's just sitting there getting in his demorier like yeah, like oh, <laughs> it's uh, wild stuff. So yeah, there's my uh, shout outs, and there we go. Senior hockey. Talk? Do it. Yeah, senior let's hockey. get into senior. Let's uh... senior senior hockey soiree for Sport Clips in Regina and Saskatoon. You need a new buzz. Sport Clips first one's always free. Ask for the MVP treatment. Always free. And uh, head massage. Yeah, to get the head massage. That's right. Sport Clips. Thanks so much for sponsoring the senior hockey soiree. So you want to start with the provincials? Yeah, let's quickly, uh, like anybody that missed the release, we, we went through all the brackets, but thought we'd just quickly jump through each division, give a little love to some of the matchups. Uh, we'll be talking about this for the next two months, so don't think the talk's going to slow down at all. But uh, Provincial D, 10 teams, guys. On the north side, we got Debden, who I'm pretty sure doesn't have a league team. It says on the sheet, it says Debden Big River. Yeah, so I think that's a bunch of guys that are putting a team in. I don't think they're in a league because, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sorry if they are. I think they're the Jets, though. They used to be the Debden Jets. Debden Jets, they were. I don't know where they're playing these days, but uh, they play Edam, which is going to be a hell of a tough test in the the north. And then the other north bracket is Keniston, Macklin. Macklin's a good team, guys, but Keniston's a bit of a wagon. I was going to say, whoever's going in there, if they're they're playing in Big River – or Debden, yeah, I'd probably want to bring your jock to that. That's going to be uh, some tough <laughs> hockey. I don't know. Does anyone beat Keniston? 
Not um, north. Not even close. No. No. I mean, Edam's, like I said, Edam's okay, but yeah. He'll probably play Edam and, and, uh, yeah. What about the, the South guys? Cause Foam Lake, we've talked about their injury or their injury to their goaltender. They lost their best score. They're not who we thought they might be, I don't think, or at least we don't know. Um, here's my pick for the uh, South. If yeah. they can stay healthy, I know that's a huge variable. It's, uh, I'm going Crake comes out of the South. Really? Big Kyle in round two? Is that what you're thinking? I like Craig's roster. If they can stay healthy, got a lot of old bones on that squad. And depends who gets who would get home ice in that. That would be best out of threes. Hey, too. We we mentioned that. Craig can get home ice. Chimama. Counting out Lucky Lake, eh? And Robert. Sorry, guys. What do you think, Paco? <laughs> um, that's like Kyle, do they still have another run left in them? And um, like I would think it'd be Kyle and Creek in that second round on the bottom half of the yeah of the south there. But Central Butte Lakes and like it, could could that be the upset? There's always Central Butte over Foam Lake. Yeah. Huh. Well, you never know. Goaltending and I would still take Foam Lake, but I think Central Butte's a scrappy club. They'll come. Work hard. Um, yeah, I'm gonna Great. say uh, I'm gonna say Kyle plays Keniston, and Keniston's clearly the better team based on the Valley so far. Uh, yeah, Keniston over Kyle is my two Sass Valley teams in the in D. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to C. We got Roster and Porcupine in the North, and Hanley and Dinsmore. Ooh, I don't know anything about Porcupine playing. Besides the fact that it's Wheatland, not top middle of the pack Wheatland team is their Rost- lead team. Rostern's got a decent right. I mean, I kind of went through Rostern's roster. Like they're not, they're not awful. I think they'll be okay. So I like, maybe I like, uh, I don't know though. Dinsmore, De Silva can, can get buzzing. I'm going to take Rostern out of the North. Paco. I'm go Dinsmore. I think I'd go Dinsmore. Um, I don't know. Like most teams are all sort of average-ish on the north side, and I'll go Dinsmore though. I like Hanley though. But you get the you get a loaf of bread if you get a, <laughs> you get a tank, tank up there. It's pretty you nice. Know, we've we've seen this in a few divisions, and we'll get to them. Um, if you guys are wondering, my camera won't turn back on, so. Uh, it's going to keep rolling here, but the South, the South is going to be tough. Like the North just looks like a cakewalk with all due respect. The South, I mean, every matchup, you've got pretty good teams, right? Carnduff, Assiniboia, they each kind of get a buy. Well, those two teams are good. Davidson's going to be good. They play Redvers, who's top of the big six. Musiman has been coming on quite well in the big six. They play Winyard, who's in the Long Lake. It's probably a little better league. I mean, pick your poison there. There's going to be some traveling too. Yeah. Yeah. Major, major traveling in this one. I don't know. I, I, I oh. yeah. I like Cardiff, Cardiff over a Cinnaboy, but, and then in the bottom half there, Redvers and Davidson is an interesting matchup because, you know, there's been rumors that Davidson is picking guys up and pick a few guys up. So 
I like Davidson. That could be. Yeah, I. I Davidson Carnegie. Davidson's got better competition too. Revers, Ryan. You know, that Big Six league is a lot better. A lot better. A couple good teams, but they get a lot of free passes in that the bottom of that league. And Davidson's going to be uh, could be good. Okay, let's let's move on. So, what do you, who do you guys? I let you guys go. Who wins C overall? Quickly, on the spot. Davidson. Uh, yeah. I'll say Carnduff just to be different, but it'll come down to whoever wins Carnduff Davidson series. Okay. Let's go to B. There's 13 teams here. It doesn't get any easier. <laughs> Kindersley, no. Kindersley Eston go at it. That's actually technically in round two. They both get a bye. Delisle Wilkie. Obviously, we're taking Wilkie there. Sorry, everyone in Delisle. We love your town. Birch Hills, Hafford. Hawks are Hawks are decent. They got a really good goalie. His name is Joel Grzbowski. He was a really good SJ goalie a couple years ago with Battle for North Stars when they were making runs to the league finals and stuff. So they're going to be tough. Who uh, comes out of the North then? Wilkie, Wilkie probably will. I don't okay. know. Depends. Kindersley picked up a couple guys. Eston's not going to be a walk in the park. Wilkie's going to probably play Kindersley or Eston. I don't know who, but whoever wins that is going to represent the North, and that's all I know. Who, okay, Paco, I'm going to leave the South to you because there's some Super League teams in there. Outlook has to go down and play in the South. I like Outlook mostly because I like Ryan Keller so much, and he's just an unbelievable. And they got Rosetown too. Don't forget they got Rosetown's yeah. top guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like it's. I don't know. That South is tough. Yeah, Modena. I like uh, I like Outlook on the on that side. I think Outlook comes out. That top, the top half of the South there. Beat Wadena okay. or round two? Yeah, I think they beat Wadena just because they have the or, or theater. guys. Yeah. Or theater, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So then the uh the B B final. Who's in the B final? Wilkie and Grenfell. There's absolutely no easy outs in that South division at all. But what, yeah, that's what, sorry. Sorry, watchers, but yeah, perennial uh, wagon, just not this year. Okay, and then A, only nine teams. Here we go. The uh, the North, you know, we kind of joked about it, but I don't know. Yeah, Lanigan, Bigger, Meadow, Warman, Warman. I saw, you know, it. It looks like they kind of picked up a few guys. We got some beardies guys. We got a guy from Carry the Kettle, and you know, so ah, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna go Meadow. Meadow plays uh, milestone in the final of A. So Barney, did, do you know Meadow Lake? We know the guys that are signed in Meadow Lake, but do they play a heavy game? Like is Meadow Lake? Is it tough to go play up there? I really haven't. Oh, I don't. When I them. when I used to have to go play up there, man, it was awful. I would say it, it's not every weekend necessarily in league, but. You get all their guys out for a provincial yeah. run. I mean, yeah, I, I think was, it could. You gotta be. think that barn would be hopping if they had if both kings are playing and, and uh, that's you know, they they're playing out of flying dust, small little barn on their uh, first nation out there because of their rink burning down. But I imagine that's just as of a tough environment as the old Metal Lake rink and. Yeah. Got to pick Meadow out of the north, but the South Baco. That's where I want you to chime in because you got Lumsden Salvi. Oh. Drake plays Belcaris. The winner gets Milestone out of Drake and Belcaris. Like, I mean, three 
three of those teams are in our top 10, two are knocking on the door. I mean, yeah. Well, I like, I like Lumsden in that first matchup just because it, I think they're a little bit better than Selby. And, and I think their record is indicative of, of them not having a full roster. And I think Lumsden's a lot better than their five and five record they're sitting at right now. And it's a, who are, who have they picked up? Right. So Lumsden always picks up a handful of guys as well. So I think Lumsden will be in that uh, South final. Versus? And Drake Bell cares. What a matchup, eh? But I'll say this. I'm not even going to talk about that because it doesn't matter who wins because Milestone is going to beat whoever wins that uh, that matchup. Um, I like Milestone. I've heard they picked up uh, some pretty good pretty good players, and and uh, um, they, they're they going to be good. I just think that Milestone sort of – they want payback from uh, what I've heard there from – you know, the stuff that happened a couple of years ago and they haven't been able to finish uh, the last two years of the, the Pell Valley Highway Hockey League and they should have had a couple banners, they think. And um, they've wanted to hang a banner a couple of years ago, even though the season didn't finish. But I, I like Milestone. I think, uh, again, Burr under their saddle, I think they're going to prove something. Win it all. Yeah. Well, well I, gonna I think a- whoever we were picking – Whoever we were picking out of that side of the South, I think most of us are picking to win. Yeah. I would think. Um, yeah. So I Just so much up. unknown in the North. I mean, those teams all surprised me when I saw the bracket. But, yeah, well, we'll be talking about this a lot over the next yeah. few weeks and months. And, uh, yeah, that's that's our quick rundown on the brackets. It's, you know what's perfect? To sit and debate with a little Last Mountain, maybe a, a whiskey. Last Mountain Whiskey, I was hitting the gin the other day too. Local, Lumsden, right? Local distillery. If you're, if you're buying a lot of those other local distilleries, it's not, although they say they're local, it's not local products. Last Mountain support, you know, they're employing local people. Their products are local from Saskatchewan. So how's this for a little uh, plug? Maybe we'll have to do some sort of live uh, show out in Lumsden now that we're on the lives. I have to get oh. the fellas out there in the near near future. Oh, wouldn't wouldn't that wouldn't that be nice? I'm just get a driver home, like we always say. And then um, it's time now for the that was a senior hockey soiree for sport clips. Let's get into the player of the week for Richie Brothers Auctioneers. And Brandon, you got uh, you got a few honorable mentions, and the guy we're giving it to. Yeah, uh, appreciate everybody that sent in information on honorable mentions got a couple from the sask west their player of the week that they do on their website was devin garun sorry if i said that wrong five goals to assists for an awesome weekend for uh, hafford out there in the sask west so he was their player of the week brett matlock he's a goalie in bigger i'd imagine he's going to be their goalie when they uh go a 92 saves on the weekend i talked to a guy out there uh Joe Say, who's the president of the league, and he said that kid gives a bigger chance to win every game. So appreciate them sending in their possible player of the week nominees. And Oeston sent in that uh, Johnny Calkins had a holy cripes, boys. He had a 12 point weekend out of 15 Rambler goals. He had 12 points, Uh, two goals and 10 assists. Not even goals. He's passing the puck, getting lots of points. So Johnny Johnny was working out. Standing. Working out over the holidays. So, yeah, that was another uh, honorable mention. Guy I know a little bit through a couple mutual friends in Wadena, Tyson Hobbins, seven-point night on Friday. 
And then I think a three or four point night on Saturday. So you had a 10 or 11 point weekend for the Wildcats. So just a few of the uh, honorable mentions and Paco, we're going to go player of the week with a guy you might be able to speak to if you come back to your screen. Um, there you are. Goaltender for Grenfell. What's the deal there? You had a big, uh, just got yeah shell shocked there and got said, a W. Yeah, he, uh, uh, Mitch Kilgore, um, Grenfell, he's 7-0, uh, I think 2.4 uh, GAA in the, in the Quell Valley and Highway Hockey League there. And he's just, he's just been outstanding. It's, he's been uh, the mainstay there and Grenfell's one on the road with 10 skaters and playing some of these massive teams and, and, uh, you know, coming like out on top. So he's been, uh, 60 saves or something in a five, four road win in Lumsden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. High, high fifties. Yeah. Double in scoring. I think Grenfell only had, uh, they had, Grenfell didn't even have 20 shots. <laughs> and, uh, I think, uh, there's Sean Stefan was calling at the Kilgore show. I think he was at the game and uh, tweeting it. And, and uh, so, yeah, he was outstanding on the road again. And Lumpson looked like uh, some of the uh, pictures I saw, they had a decent uh, roster that night. And, and uh, but yeah, Kilgore has been standing on his head. That's not his first, uh, first week at a big game. So again, he's seven and zero in this league and he's been uh, outstanding since the beginning. Player of the week. So, former U of R Cougar. What's coming up with Richie brothers auctioneers, big sailor here. Yeah, I got a bit of a a big big one coming up here. January 25th and 6th has been keeping me pretty busy. So less than a couple of weeks away, 61 quarters of farmland hitting the auction block, the timed auction block, and a full lineup of equipment, mainly all newer John Deere gear. So Torquay, Saskatchewan, retirement sale for Hanson Farms, January 25th and 26th, rbauction.com. DM me or something if you have questions too. You can do that. You know, and the other thing too, it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks since we've had. Still, if your team needs a, a beer deal, women's team, men's team, rec team, senior team, whatever ball team coming up, DM us. We'll get you in on the Great Western Monday Nooner deal. You, you, there's a kickbacks, right? You, the more beer you drink, the more kickbacks you get. So, don't forget about our friends at Great Western. They've always been good to uh, senior hockey and what we do here in the Monday Nooner. So we'll uh, we'll get you hooked up there. Just throw us a DM. You want to give Mainline another plug, Brandon, since you're just you're pro Rosetown? Yeah, Rosetown guy. Uh, we should also give a plug to uh, High Tech Profiles. Oh, yeah. Sponsor of Belter segment. Belter's not here, so I don't know if we just want to give him a quick plug this week and Belter can double down next week or something. Um, or we just do our tirade about the fact that Belter's not showing up for any of the, the grind here. But uh yeah, his segment, of course, brought to you by High Tech Profiles, 25 years in Regina, custom metal fabrication. I got to learn, like, what they actually do. Like, that stuff is all so above my uh, knowledge. You're met- custom metal fabrication specialist in Regina. So they do big jobs to do other things like personally designed fire pits and stuff like that. Uh, two locations, Regina, Saskatoon, Here's- operating seven days a week, 24 hours a day. There you go. Here- Here's a new, here's a project for them, if they can. Monday Nooner belt buckles. For when, for when belts gets on those Dalai Lamas. I was going to say the Dalai Lama two-steppers. I don't think that's in their line of uh, work. Small town bar. Okay. Could be though. You know what? They might maybe just never. Yeah. So good, good on them. High tech profiles. We'll double down with the tirade next week. Two for one. 
if you need a truck or anything, see the guys at Mainline Rosetown or Mainline GM. Uh, GM, they can order you one. They might have a couple on the lot, but Rosetown, uh, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, they got a lot of stock, so they're getting it done. Thanks to them. Is it? Uh, thanks, Paco, for doing this, for coming on. You want to come on tomorrow? You want to come on for the senior show tomorrow? Probably could. Probably could do that. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, oh, belts. We don't know what belts is running away. Clearly, he's got something else uh, thinks better than this, but uh, probably yeah. ice fishing somewhere, right? <laughs> Fixing a water heater again. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Paco. Uh, senior show tomorrow, new top 10. We look forward to talking senior hockey here down the stretch here as we head into provincials and playoffs. Have a good week, everybody. See you later. Do you want the lost right. track or no? Yeah, throw something. These guys are coming next month, hopefully. I'm going to this concert. I've seen them a bunch of times. Next they month? are deadly. I think it's next month. I think they're coming to, in February to Regina. They're also playing Sass tune. A little offspring. You're going to go far, kid. Oh, that's a good tune. Let's go. Show me how to lie. You're getting better all the time. And turning all against one is an art that's hard to teach. Another clever word sets off an unsuspecting hurt. And as you step back in the line, a mob jumps to their feet. Now dance, fucker, dance, man. You never had a chance. And now-